Good evening to you. It is Tuesday, January 2nd at 9.19 p.m. Happy 2024 to you and yours. Your number one Boilermakers have just beaten the Maryland Terrapins. As you can see by my adorable little graphic of a sad turtle with a basketball. We got a little crazy at the AI today. I'm going to talk about how Purdue beat Maryland and what was happening around that game. Uh, but first, before I do it, let me thank our sponsors. Thanks to our friends at Home Field Apparel. Head over to homefieldapparel.com, grab a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. I've got many. I've even got some of their blank stuff. I've got some of their branded stuff. You can go whichever way you want. Uh, but you're going to get a nice quality t-shirt or sweatshirt. And if you if you so choose, which you probably should, a Purdue uh, piece of apparel with nice retro graphics. Enter Boiled23 at checkout. Get 15% off your first purchase. And also, when you're on campus, make a beeline to AJ's on Vine. My dad says, go over to AJ's by the fire station. Uh, get some mac and cheese bites. Get some of my dad's favorite, the pretzels. Loves the pretzels. Uh, say hi to our friends, uh, Adam and Jake. Enjoy the warm, glowing glow of the televisions. Before you go, eat AJ's.com, order ahead. Burgers, beef, beer. That's AJ's. So Purdue beats Maryland 67 to 53. They improved to 13-1 on 13 and 1 on the season. And they set up an, uh, a, a matchup with number nine Illinois, who is on my quad view right in front of me. You maybe may even be able to see a little reflection. Yeah, I think you can if you look real closely. Um, but uh, Illinois right now is playing Northwestern in Champaign. Uh, Northwestern is not wearing black and gold, oddly enough, tonight. Uh, but uh, Friday at 8.30 p.m., Purdue will play Illinois. Illinois has a stranglehold on the Big Ten right now with their 2-0 record. I think there's maybe one or other. Maybe IU is 2-0. I don't know. I think they may be 1-1. Purdue improves to 2-1 in conference tonight. Like I said, they're 13-1 overall. Uh, Purdue has is now on a six-game winning streak. Their second um, uh, nice tear of the season. The first winning streak lasted seven before losing to Northwestern on a Friday night. Purdue was number one that day, too. This time, Purdue plays Illinois on a Friday night uh, in the uh, friendly confines of Mackey Arena. So uh, how did we get there? I'm going to talk about stats and all that fun stuff in a minute. But before I'm going to do that, I'm going to say, just go with gut feeling stuff. I'm going to tell you what I saw. I saw Lance Jones go on a little bit of a tear. And when he did it, it felt like the game was almost over. I think he hit two threes in a row. A third one just kind of rimmed out. Um, Purdue was up by 17 points all of a sudden in the second half. Like it was, and I'm not kidding, it felt like that. I, I wasn't even doing any tweeting or Xing, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't uh, doing a whole bunch of texting. And... It just, Purdue exploded, got out to a big lead, and I was like, son of a gun, they're up by 20 points. And that's kind of how it happened. Purdue, um, for a big chunk of the first half, couldn't find a bucket. Um, they had, uh, Maryland was playing a brand of basketball, which they want to play, which is kind of an ugly, the old-timey Wisconsin and old-timey, maybe Purdue even at times, uh, Big Ten-style basketball, where you just beat the living hell out of your opponent, you Hope the ref won't call it. And uh, Maryland got away for away uh, with it for a while. If it wasn't for those crazy kids from West Lafayette. Purdue, though, showed you something tonight. 
And if you have watched a lot of this season, what you've seen is Purdue can play at these different paces, right? Purdue played at a very high pace versus Arizona and ran them out of the damn gym. Uh, Painter wanted that. Purdue played at a high pace. Um, of course, recently they scored 100 points. But they, they played at high pace. They played at a, a ugly slog pace. Today, this was just a pretty ugly pace for much of the game. And they just business-like, they, were, they just got their job done. There's not a whole bunch to tell you about this other than um, Purdue's a good basketball team. I think that's my uh, that's my big takeaway of the game. Um, Maryland is not great. This is a pretty disappointing season for Maryland. Um, I think they were rated as high as in the teens, in the low teens, uh, going into the, the their pre-con schedule. So it's a bit of a disappointment for them. They've got some really good players. They always have guys that look the part. But, man, they cannot shoot. Um, they are... They, they just, they, they, they're not a good shooting team. Uh, similar to IU at times this season, Maryland just can't find their jumper. And if you watch the IU game versus Maryland when they came to Assembly Hall, uh, IU handled their business. IU was up by close to 30 at one point before winning by uh, scoring the teens. I can't remember exactly. I'm not an IU alum. I'm a Purdue alum. In case you're wondering where I got this shirt, you can't get it. Because this isn't at uh, Home Field Apparel, but I did realize I'm wearing a button-down with a collar, which is a pretty unusual thing around these parts. If you want this shirt, uh, you've got different tastes, just like me, just like your pal Boiler Dad. But the reason I'm wearing a button-down is um, uh, my, my daughter, uh, we celebrated her birthday today, and so I'm dressed like a grown-up, which I'm usually not on a given day. Um, yeah, it's pretty unusual for me to wear, wear a grown-up clothes. Now, so, serious question, is it button-up or button-down? Sound off below in the comments or on Twitter. Let us know. There's a there's a long debate going on. I would call this a button down. All right, let's talk about the stats a little bit. Uh, your pal, Zach Eady, did some big things in a business-like, like I said again, uh, effort. 23 points, 12 boards, two assistances, a block, and really he only had four turnovers. He, had, he was given an extra turnover at the end when Purdue just ran out the clock just to give it back to Maryland with one second. Um Eight of three, eight of thirteen. Pardon me, uh, from the field. Solid free throw night. Seven of eight. Always good stuff there. Um, Braden Smith, very good game, but turned over the ball a little too much for my liking. Uh, Maryland was was really turned up the pressure on them, but ironically, it wasn't at all. Uh, not ironic. It may surprise you if you've just been dropped in here uh, via UFO and you watch the rest of the season. But Purdue once again handled the press pretty well. That's what they do. Maryland tried to make this game a little frantic towards the end. It didn't really matter. Purdue kept it at arm's length before the refs called a asinine, asinine uh, flagrant call on Fletcher Lawyer, who smartly fouled Maryland about 60 feet from the basket. Um, they said he wasn't playing the ball. He slapped down at the ball. Um, and it was, again, that chilling effect that you love so much in college basketball when the officials really get involved and they had to review this one and the cocky ref kind of signaled over to his pal. Jackasses. Uh, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter because Purdue's that good. So let's look at the rest of the, the stats. Uh, Lance Jones, like I said, only 11 points, 3 for 10 from deep. I mean, I did not realize it was that bad because of that streak where he was 2 for 3 in about a, what, a minute and 10 seconds of game time. I really didn't know it was that bad of a game, but 3 for 10, that's, that's not great. Uh, 4 for 13 from the field. This is that. Version of Lance Jones that you love to hate and love to love. I love 
Lance Jones. I love the guy. I think he's so good for this team. I think he's the change-up to a bunch of guys that are kind of serious on the court. Um, but tonight, he was he, you didn't see Lance do what he's done in other games where he hit the gas and uh, nobody could stay in front of him. Instead, he was, he was shooting a lot of shots, but he did hit, hit a couple big ones and it made a difference. Off the bench, not a ton of, ton of action. Heidi had three points, uh, one for one. That's pretty solid. Colvin came in very, very quiet night. Just played three minutes. Uh, and Gillis, uh, 23 minutes, four points, two assists, three boards. Um, but Gillis is, every time he plays against a team like this, it tries to outgrid him. Uh, that's that's the contest you want Gillis in there for. Um, if you didn't watch the whole game, if you don't have the Peacock, <clears throat> what what Maryland tried to do is extend their guards way out and make make it hard for Purdue through the entry pass. Made it hard. They tried to not allow Edie to set up real deep, uh, and it worked for what 10, 15 minutes of the game. And then Purdue just kind of started running some action that confused the hell out of them. They had Edie come up, run high screens. It softened them up. Purdue started getting open looks. Uh, it's really that simple. Purdue shot 80% from the free throw line. One of my uh, key points to victory, shoot over 72%. Uh, Purdue was 45% for three, also very, very good. And then on the glass, they edge out Maryland uh, 39 to 34. Let's see, one other thing I want to check on. Yeah, Purdue was not great. Tur they turned the ball over too much. 12 turnovers, like I said. Smith had four four turnovers. Edie had four, but an extra one, so they called it five. Uh, just because <clears throat> Smith handed him the ball, he took the turnover on the chin. Um, but not much else to report. Fun game, again. Uh, Purdue was on in cruise control for much of this game. <clears throat> Pardon me, again. I'm sorry for that. Uh, so let's talk. Wow. Thank you all for turning, tuning in live. A lot of you are here. That is awesome. One of, one of the people that's here, I want to ask a very important question too, but I don't know if I'll be able to get the answer. Uh, but it's a very important question. Christmas made me think of it. Like I said, again, happy 2024 to you and yours. Ted Berkey is here. Boiler up. Good win. Just keep the Terps at arm's length. They did it all game. It was excellent. Uh, Nita Bean versus Happy New Year Dowd. Great road win to start 2024. And I want to reiterate and rephrase this idea savor these road wins if you like college basketball you know road wins are difficult let alone road wins when you cruise to a relatively easy i mean purdue wins by 14 it was not that close it was not that close purdue was up by right around 20 for much of the second half um so yeah that's these are fun enjoy the enjoy these it's not it's not normal next year purdue will have a fun season after after whatever happens at the end of the season, next year is going to be a fun season, but there's going to be some growing pains in the meantime. And road games like this, you're going to think, man, do I miss beating Maryland on the road by 14. Factoid that you probably saw, you probably heard, I heard the guys at Field 68 talk about this. In Purdue's last four visits to Maryland, they were an offer. Uh, and they averaged, the average margin of victory was pretty high. They, they lost one game by one, but most of them they lost in the teens. Uh, Maryland's a tough place to play. Remember last year, Purdue at number three lost in uh, College Station. Uh, so that's this is a big win. Uh, Nate V says, holy cow, I opened YouTube at the right time. There you go, Nate. There you go. And you know what? Here's the thing. I wish I could give more rhyme or reason behind when I do it. Tonight, I was messing around with AI trying to get the purpose, perfect photo, the perfect computer-generated version of a sad uh, Terrapin. I hope I did it. hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Ron Gable says, hammer down. Nice win. 
Thank you, Ron, and thank you for being here. Good to speak with you tonight via text as well. Boy, America 63, solid team win. Got flustered a few times on the road, but only briefly. Yep, they, they gathered things in pretty well. It, uh, I'm telling you, that defense, they were playing that style of game that's ugly and that we all are pretty familiar with because we are fans of a Big Ten team and Purdue handled their business. It's pretty awesome. Um, Daniel Nelson says, you call it every year, Dowd. Big Ten officials are terrible, and no other league plays the game like that on a weekly basis. And it matters, Daniel. We all know it. If we're going to look for the commonality, the reason that uh, Big Ten teams do so horribly in the open market in March, in the... Uh, <laughs> Out there in the tournament, uh, to me, the way the game is called is a big part of it. The style of play is absolutely atrocious in the Big Ten. Tonight, it was all on display. Um, Purdue wins. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, complaining about the officials after beating the hell out of a team is fun. But, goodness gracious, it, it, it's just it's an ugly brand of basketball. I, I, I started counting how many times Edie would get fouled before they blow the whistle in the second half. And I got three, an average of three times, where he was hit nowhere near the ball. And, and I know maybe one day when Edie gets, you know, becomes national player of the year or, you know, he gets some national respect, they'll start calling these freaking fouls, but whatever. Ed Albanese says, so far, so good this year, or so far, good year. Where are the balloons? Uh, where are the balloons, you ask? Are there two balloons? Let's see. Nothing. I get nothing. Wow. No balloons. And I don't understand. That's supposed to be the hand signal that releases the balloons and it didn't work. Maybe it's done. I really didn't understand why I was there. Ed, I have a question. Are you related to the Albanese um, candy company? Because my daughter's a massive fan. I thought about it all Christmas because she got two or three bags of different gummy snacks. Albanese gummy snacks right there. I was thinking of you, Ed. Uh, Brian T., even if you consider this an ugly win, and I don't, okay? So that, that's what Brian says. It is Big Ten Road game. I'll take the win every day, every time you can get it. Yeah, right on. Agreed. John Roberts uh, with a D. Uh, thoughts on the flagrant foul? Yeah, John. Uh, goodness gracious, was that stupid. I mean, I, I did sound off. You probably did that a little bit before that. That was an awful call. It was stupid. I, I, I mean, look at the definition of flagrant foul. They said it didn't play the ball. He slapped at the ball. And if you look at the one angle, it looks like he hits it. Okay, so so what? Are they going to say now a flagrant foul is any time a player doesn't hit the ball on defense? He was not. He was trying to stop the, a fast break, sure. But he got his hand within about an inch and a half of the ball. That's not playing the ball, whatever. He didn't grab him. Didn't throw him down. What is that? Stupid. Whatever. Didn't matter. It just frustrates me. And, of course, the refs getting involved. Anytime they get to get on national TV, they're happy. Or national streaming via Peacock. I know all you guys are fans of it. Everybody loves the Peacock. Um, uh, Kevin po uh, Pass says, solid, grown-up, mature, big boy win. Go Boilers. I like that comment. like that comment a lot. Uh, big boy business-like win. We could throw that in there. Brian T. Talking Heads are saying that Purdue's success in March will depend upon, completely upon lawyer. I think Jones and one other guy can, can compensate if he has an off night, in other words, lawyer isn't required for the W. Lawyer um, is very important, but it doesn't have to be lawyer. It needs to be a guard who can hit the open shot. It's that simple. You need to have it almost every game. Um, tonight you didn't need it because, like I said, Maryland can't, couldn't shoot, and they, they're a bad shooting team. When they play in Mackey, I'm sure they're still going to be a struggling team. I, I think they play in Mackey. I, I never know with imbalanced schedules, but I think they play in Mackey. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's going to be Lawyer, it's going to be Colvin, it's going to be Heidi, it's going to be one of those guys. And I've absolutely, you want to see it be Lawyer because that extra year of growth, the sophomore year thing, but yeah. Um, 
Ron Gable says it's a button down. You and I are eye to eye, Ron. Need of Verse says, uh, completely agree with uh, Brian T. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian T says, happy birthday, little lady Dowd. Yeah, she's, uh, she's grown up fast. If you're a dad and you've got a daughter in her early teens, it time flies. I mean, it flies as a parent, but she's my younger of two, and she turned 14 this year. So, yeah, it happens that. Jeff says, button Dowd. It's a button Dowd. I like that. And we're going to get into some discussions about my laundry at some time today, just like we did the last post game. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. By the way, I will say, uh, LBD uh, and the BS Analytics crew, BS Analytics desk, is working on a serious project right now that I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. But it's a lot of fun, uh, and I'm hoping I can get it posted in the next day or so before the Illinois game. It's not about basketball. I'll give you that uh, little preview. But... I have three pages of notes, three pages of notes on this post, and I may even produce it with fancy graphics again. We'll see. Uh, Melissa Hunt, how are you? Uh, says that turnover went to the team. He had five, unfortunately. Thank you for clearing that up, Melissa. Um, so Zach did have five. Dagnab, it's a little rain on our parade. Melissa, too many turnovers, though, honestly. Too many turnovers. Um, sure, it's tough to hold on to the ball when you're getting smacked and pushed around, whatever, but... Um, thank you for the clarification. Daniel Nelson says, do you think Smith looked tired and sick? Here we are. They're the balloons. You asked for them. They came up when I didn't expect them. Uh, do you think Smith looked tired and sick? Uh, what is your opinion of that Jones, Morton, TKR first and Heidi lineup tonight? Okay. First, did Smith look tired and sick? Smith looked tired. Definitely. I don't know if he looked sick. He may have been sick. Um, he did look tired though, especially going to timeouts. You could really see it. Um, so that could be a number of things, right? I mean, maybe he had a little bit too many holiday cookies, Christmas cookies. Who knows? Uh, but he did look, uh, he didn't look himself. Still played a pretty solid game. He still handled the press really well, which is all good. Uh, but yeah, I think so. What do I think about the lineup of Jones, Morton, TKR, first Heidi? Okay, so that lineup's unusual. Morton, to me, tonight... Always looked like he was falling down. I don't know how else to say it. Every time he tried a shuffle, you know, when he's on defense, shuffling sideways, it looked like he was about to go, whoa, 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 right? And if he started backpedaling, same thing. He was, he was always falling down. Um, I'm glad he got some significant minutes. It's good to see. I can check on those minutes for you. I'm sure you're curious. Uh, Morton had 12 minutes. He played 12 minutes. Pretty solid. I mean, he's played some games where he had five or six minutes. Um, so he played quite a bit in the second half, too, if I remember correctly. But that lineup is weird. Um, I don't, I don't love that lineup. I mean, the, the thing is that the lineup next year is going to look so darn different. You're going to have so many new faces sprinkled in, um, and that's an unusual lineup. I don't know what your thoughts were, but those are just mine. Um, I first is interesting to me. Every time he comes in, he seems to make a play that's smart around the ball, but he just doesn't get many minutes anymore. Um, I, I would love to see first be stronger in January, February, March. Then in December, which it looks like they're heading that way, because in the last couple of years he's he's gotten ill and he's had other things to contend with in the new year every year, and um, has looked worn up, uh, worn out, and beaten up. So um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. I don't think I did. Um, no chest hair, please. Button up. Uh, I, I button down. You say button up. Uh, Jeff says Ted, I have dibs. Uh, you know, buying a. Uh, Ted, I mix. I missed that important comment. Can we buy a game, uh, that worn shirt? Yeah, 
Podcast worn merchandise is a fortune right now, guys. It is all the rage uh, in the boiled sports uh, blogosphere, and we need to get we need to get restock that site because that's a big deal with with a little bit of uh, B Dowd Musk. Melissa Hunt says the officials were watching the same game as Trey Dimps. <laughs> thank you, Melissa. Trey Dimps is awful at his job. Uh, thank you for that comment. Uh, Trey Dimps also wears eyeliner. Um, Ed Albany says, I feel he needs to keep Heidi a bit longer in the game. I agree. I'd like to see him get more minutes, especially in a game like that. But it feels to me like the defense, Painter, for some reason, didn't feel comfortable with, obviously, Colvin or Heidi being in there very long. But I would like to see them get more uh, minutes. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. But I think Morton ate up a lot of those minutes tonight. Um, so, Ron Gable, he's given me some 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 cold hard fats button down it's it's the collar so a button down collar uh button up is for a jersey that has buttons on the front so like a reds jersey for instance ron um judith johnson says gillis brings the grit every time uh my daughter loves watching gillis play for some reason it's the shoulder she said how are we were at the game that last game i told you and she i, I don't know if i said this in the post game but she said how are his shoulders so shiny it's a very good question. I just don't know the que- the answer to that question. I can't. I couldn't answer it with any uh, with an educated guess. I was guessing just perspiration, but but then the next guess was some sort of um, suntan lotion. I don't know why you need that indoors. Judith Johnson said, "I had fun. That's awesome. It's great. I don't know what we're talking about." Um, Brian T said, "Let's hit the like button, everybody. Yeah, everybody, smash that like button. Sure, why not? We don't get paid on this. We did not monetize. We chose not to. But sure, smash that like bo- like button so others." Can see it thanks to the YouTube algorithm. Um, it's 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 a wonderful post game show. Um, Ed Albany says I feel zone keeps giving Purdue some issues. What do you think? Okay, I there was one part tonight where Maryland switched to the zone and right away Lawyer hit a three. Um, I don't I wouldn't call what Maryland gave Purdue tonight as trouble, but Ma- zone is a little bit of a tr- is a little bit of a problem if beating a team that badly is trouble. I want more trouble. I want lots of trouble. But zone is always a little bit of a change-up. I think Purdue needs to see more zones to get used to it. I think teams are going to throw a lot at them. In March, you're going to see all sorts of things. Maryland did one of the classic tactics, though. They had a they had a double-team hedge, and then they, had, they pushed the guards way out front to try to deny the easy dump and pass. I think Purdue handled it all pretty well, honestly. Uh, Boiler 63, Boilermaker 63 says, loves Gillis. He just does a little of everything with the occasional breakout game. Yeah, he does. And if you heard him talk, I watched him, his comments, uh, pre-Maryland comments on the um, on Golden Black's uh, YouTube feed. And I'm pointing to my TV as if you guys were there. And um, he knows that he could and should get more minutes, and he's that he takes a lesser role. And I think everybody, when you watch him, you're like, that's that's a better player than his minutes indicate and being a starter. But... Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a team guy. He's been awesome for Purdue. He's great. Chuck Hall says they hadn't won there since 2017. Holy moly! So it's four contests or five contests, I believe, but it goes all the way back to 2017. That's crazy. Um, that's wild. And it's too bad the Maryland students weren't there to watch it because they're jerks. Uh, Judith Johnson says I was dreading this venue, but hey, I smiled. I gotcha. Yeah. So that's where you had fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun when Purdue wins. It's fun when Purdue wins. It's a road game. Uh, Andy in Colorado. If you're still there, thanks for tuning in from Colorado. Beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, nice game. There were some annoyances, but no doubt throughout. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd call the, the the bad parts annoyances. Nothing more than that. Seth Harder says uh, two to three garbage time turnovers, if it's any consolation. Yeah, there were there were 
I agree. Uh, there were turnovers that, that hurt the stats, hurt the turnovers, uh, the overall for, for the team and for Smith and for Edie, uh, but not a big deal. Ed Allen is, uh, are there any consequences for rest when they get, when they screw up? Yes, Ed, there are. In fact, the Big Ten fires officials every now and again. They'll say you're not in the pool of officials that will be called up. So individual conferences can say you're not welcome anymore. Ted Valentine, for instance, you notice he's not on in the Big Ten hopper anymore, if you, if you have noticed that. I've noticed it because I miss his fake hair. Um, but another ref, I, 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 there are a couple guys. There's one ref I call steroid ref, steroid cop ref, who is the, the guy who's jacked, who's former police officer down in Florida who – acted the fool on and off the court and lost his job as a police officer. I believe, I believe he was a, a ranking officer and he did, you can look it up. It's a stupid story. Um, he's still there, but there was another ref who was a shorter, dark haired ref who also was jacked like he was on steroids. He's not been hired back by the big 10. I don't ever see him anymore. And I know some of you guys know more about the officials than I do. You know, their names and stuff. I have no idea how Courtney green keeps it, keeps his job in the big 10 uh, Hopper, because I think he still has it. I think we got that confirmed the other night versus Eastern Kentucky. Unless that game wasn't over the Big Ten, under the Big Ten jurisdiction because it's out of conference. I really don't know that. But that's the consequence is that you'll get kicked out of, uh, they'll just won't put you on the little, you know, where you can put your number and you, they pull you and say, okay, yeah, you're up. That's not how they could pick officials. Uh, Peacock kept freezing on me, freezing video, audio still would play. My buddy Ron Gable also had problems with his Peacock. Um, you can get help. If you have trouble with your, I'm not going to go any further with that joke. Um, Randall Kendig, uh, who are the, who are the terms? What's, who are the terms? Did I spell that? Yeah. Handles terms. Thank you. That's a typo. I'll fix that before, uh, well, it's already published. I'll fix it though. I probably, thank you. The terms, in case you need to know, that's what the kids are calling the terps on the streets. Uh, great win. Boiler bra 82 bench needs to step up. Uh, they just didn't look focused, except Gillis first had struggled holding on the ball. Uh, first struggled on, holding on the ball last two, three games. Yeah, um, they're not, I mean, yeah, the, the, the bench played a bad game, uh, but they didn't get a lot of looks. Like I said, Morton got 12 minutes. Uh, let us let me check first, just real quickly, since you're here. Um, first got six minutes. Not a lot of chance of getting the flow there. Um, Maryland took Purdue out of their comfort zone, no doubt about it, and Purdue still handled their business. Uh Long name, Meliway till my dying day. Is Albanese what Albanians speak? Yeah, I believe Albanians speak. Albanians speak, sorry. Yeah, I believe Ed could tell you that. That's that's correct. Um, need to be inversed. First seems to lead the team in Golton's season. I would prefer Mason at the four. Mason looks good at the four. Um, TKR creates an interesting wrinkle at the four. Um, first, I love his athleticism. He he comes off the bench. That's one thing you, you note. He he's quick off his he's quick off the floor, right? And that that might be part of the reason you get the goaltending. But uh, yeah, I like that goaltend actually because that it was going in. I kind of like saying, yeah, I'm not even gonna let you have the ball go through the nets. So that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, Brian T, Happy New Year! Uh, thanks for all you do. Be that you're welcome, Brian. Happy to do it. Love doing it. Thank you guys for being here. A lot of live viewers tonight. Really appreciate that after a game like this. Ted Berkey says, I think we get good looks in zone, but sometimes we go cold and just miss shots. It happens. Can we talk about something real quick? And this isn't, it's not your fault, Ted. Not your fault. I'm not a we guy. I think we've talked about this before. Um, I don't refer to my Boilermakers as we. I don't feel right about, and I know, I understand why people do it, but we can talk about this in the comments if you'd like, but um, 
I don't feel like I am able to say we simply because I mean I did pay for tuition to Purdue, and I got a I got a diploma. Is that enough? Is that enough to say we? I guess you guys can talk about that amongst yourselves, but I'm not a we guy. I mean, I'm a we guy. I'm five foot four, but I don't return recall my or refer to my favorite team as we. Jay Tent says it feels like against zones we try to pass around instead of attacking open. I think they're trying. I think I think it's by design, honestly, Jay, um, that Painter's offenses are are really they're more geared towards attacking a man to man. I wish we'd see more stuff that attacks a zone. I think Painter struggles not only <laughs> calling a zone on defense, but also uh, calling plays against the zone. So I think the whole thing is they're trying to find mismatches with movement inside, and they move the ball a lot until that mismatch opens up, and sometimes it doesn't, so it just looks like you're just kind of playing patty cake around the outside. And in Colorado, again, says Purdue, uh, Purdue is doing a very good job breaking the press this year. I agree. Uh, so maybe this is the year, uh, the case of the – the zone is the new press. Could be. Um, uh, Andy and Colorado says, I thought Ted Valentine retired. He has not retired. As of like a week ago, I saw him on TV or two weeks ago. He has not retired. His hair is still fake. His game is still whack. Ted, TV Teddy is still around. Um, he's old too, by the way. If you look, he's, he was officiating Big Ten basketball in the mid 80s. Pretty incredible. Um, uh, Josh Deutsch, Josh Deitch. Deach. Let's go with that. Josh Deach says, years ago, I always dreaded a game that had both TV Teddy and Ed Hightower. Yes, agreed. Hated those games. Uh, game was going to be all uh, all about them, guaranteed. Yeah, I can't stand that. I, I, I don't care what the official is, but when they're making about them, it makes me nuts. It's too bad that we know any names of officials. Um, even if some, some people say they're really nice guys, that's fine. I don't doubt it. I'm not there to watch them. I'm not there to watch them. I'm there to watch basketball. Uh, Ed Albanese uh, says, aha, the Albanians speak. Yes, so that's what we're going to talk about, the Albanian language. Um, Gregory Henning, he didn't answer my question about candy, though. Gregory Henning says, I mean, uh, it's right there in chant. We are Purdue. What? Well, we are Purdue. Okay, so, yeah, I just, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. We are Purdue, but they, the team that plays, I just don't feel like I've earned that. I mean, I played a lot of basketball at the co-rec at Purdue during my time there. I don't feel like I earned the ability to say we. I'm sorry. So if you do, that's okay. I, I just don't say it. I'm not a we guy. I, again, not going to make the joke again. Uh, Ted Berkey, I use, uh, I use we in chat because it's shorter. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, if you didn't go there, then it would be weird. Yeah, I've heard people that are just fans say it. So I've had this discussion with many people. It's not that big of a deal. I just don't, I don't use it. Nate V says, I think we is fine. They represent our school. Sure. That's where uh, I place it. If you didn't go there, then it would be weird. Okay. Is that the same one? That's the same, same comment. Mercy. Uh, that's my fault. Sorry. Greg Henry, whose house? Our house. So he's, he's building the argument. I like that. Um, and uh, A Pile says, I'm also a wee guy. <laughs> They're advantage. Oh, by the way. So I don't know, uh, A-Pile, how, how short you are. 5'4", I got to tell you, I would much rather, I'm not joking around. Maybe it's easy since I'm nearly 50 years old and I've been this height since I was 14 or 15. I would much rather be 5'4 than 6'4". You can talk about this in the comments too, and I'll tell you why. I can always move a seat up, but some of my friends with longer legs that are taller, you can't even fit in some cars. I feel bad for you. I've got lots of tall friends. I've got a 6'8 friend. I've got a 6'9 friend. Um, 
it was seven footers, sadly. I need to get a seven, work a seven footer in. But being tall, being on a flight, being in certain cars, it's difficult. But if you're short, I mean, how many, I mean, I, I'm short, I'm taller than many of the, my wife's friends. That's awesome. Um, but they can adjust seats even in big vehicles and get in position, but you can't, you can't do that. If, you, if it's, if a car doesn't fit you, like for instance, Mazda Miata, if you're a car guy, you're six feet tall, you are jammed into that thing. So that's tough. The clutch pedals, tough to use all that. Ted Berkey, aren't the paint crew the six man? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So maybe that's, see, let's say if you're an active student, if you're in, you're in, in the student section, you can say, we, you are a current student. I'm an alum. I just don't feel right about it. That's all. I just don't feel right about it. And I mean, we could do what measure are you, have you given to John Purdue club? Have you given, given, uh, other places to the university, just academic things? Do you have a diploma? Did you go to school there? Are you an alum at all? Sure. We can talk about all that. But now if you walked on, you can say, we, you've worn the uniform. I know this isn't military, but, uh, a piles five, five, very tall, very tall, impressive. Uh, Ron Gable, I'm with you. I'm not on any Purdue teams right now. I'm only a fan. Yeah, same. Uh, Andy in Colorado, I think this is it. I went there, but also grew up in Lafayette, 80s and 90s. Purdue is pretty ingrained. I sort of understand we, although I laugh at myself and catch myself saying, okay, my dad's an alum. Literally don't, probably like you, probably like many of you on here that are still watching. Thank you. Um, I don't remember not being a Purdue fan. I was born into it, uh, and then I decided to go there and pay money, many monies to Purdue. And so, yeah, I, I get it. I understand. It just I don't feel right about it. That's all. That's all. So we can discuss later in person. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks uh, for making Boiled Sports and the postgame part of your weekly routine, your game day routine, whatever you want to say. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm going to try to post something that's a little bit – Deeper. Sometimes these don't work. I'll put all this research into a project. And I've done a lot of research already on this. And I'm ready to put this together. I'm going to try to not make it dry. Maybe I'll uh, have a soundtrack. Like, you know, like you guys heard that. Sometimes I put the soundtrack in the more produce pieces. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to tell you. I, I help fix the NIL and the transfer portal. I've got answers. I've got stats to back it up. I'm ready to go. So if you're into that stuff and you think college football specifically is really broken and you think college basketball is kind of broken and the whole thing is broken right now, you might like this, uh, this video that I'm going to hopefully post before Friday. So um, let's see. Uh, Gnome23. I guess I'm going to read this one. What's my favorite whiskey? Um, I really like Michter's Rye a lot. I like Michter's Rye a ton. Right now, I... I I think I said this. I was able to get Angel's Envy rye. I like rye a lot. I like um, uh, wine finished rye and port finished rye because you get that balance. You get the, some of the tannins of the wine. You get the get the uh, the spice of a normal rye, but something a little bit older. If you can get like five, six year old uh, port finished rye, that's that's a, that's a golden place to be. Sometimes they they get up there in price, which bothers me. I used to try to challenge myself to get the cheapest bottle of whiskey that I could find that was still drinkable. You start looking like you got a problem when you do that. And I really do like to sip whiskey. I don't, I don't like to drink to the point where I'm not in good shape. So, yeah, there's a lot of challenges out there. Wiggles says, Wiggles? Wiggles. Illinois looking good at home. Friday will be tough without the students. That's right. That's the last game without the students, I think, I believe. 
Uh, Illinois is up by a billion points, up by 17 on Northwestern, even without uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., who I don't think is going to play another game for Illinois. I just don't see how. Uh, interesting thing. They stayed, they kept their top 10 spot even after losing their best player. If you know your history, you remember uh, Purdue didn't get that sort of respect when they lost Hummel. And a lot of teams don't get that respect when they lose their best player. But I guess a lot of teams have also lost in the last week, so maybe that's part of it. But uh, Dan Nelson, Daniel Nelson says, if Smith couldn't play, who would you want at point guard? Now, my wife asked this question tonight, and I said, well, right now it's really Morton plays backup point. Um, I think I think Jones could be the backup point because we saw Smith got kicked in the calf tonight. Um, he kind of was beaten up at that, that point earlier. Um, but right now, that's, that's a tough thing. The way Purdue runs their offense, I think you all you need is a guy who's experienced up top to run the point. So I think you'd have to say, for me, I'd probably have Jones in there run the point. Uh, Morton can do the job. But, uh, yeah, I I really like to see Smith the whole season again. Um, I think he's 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 head and shoulders the best point guard. No, but I and I and I think we can. I've been talking to you guys for a while about this. I think he is, if not the very best point guard Purdue has had in my lifetime. He is right there. He's right there. He's in truly elite company. He's great point guard. Um, let's see. Boiler D says, just FYI, you just said my Boilermakers, so maybe we can. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Here. So this is this is the distinction. I will say my Boilermakers. I will say our Boilermakers. I will not say we. Does that make sense? So I, I don't know. For me, that's a big difference in my mind. So yes, so our house is Mackey Arena. My Boilermakers, A-OK. I can't say me. I can't say us. I can't say we, if that makes any sense. My Boilermakers, that's like my rye, right? My rye. I'm drinking my rye. No ice now, by the way. But if I'd referred to all ryes as we, that would get a little weird. Gregory Henning said, how do you spell rye, that rye? Uh, Michter's, M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S. Really, really good. Um, I'm also drinking right now a whiskey that's finished in uh, Port Barrel. It's called Double R, I think. Also very good. But Michter's, M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S, I, I have no kickback coming that I know of. Very, very good stuff. Very good. Very complex flavor, which I love. Uh, smooth. The, the finish isn't too mean. It's good stuff. New Riff um, is a very, very good young uh, uh, bourbon. That's another one I like. They're 101 proof. It's a good one. So, um, Also, Fenwick's. If you can find Fenwick's anywhere, grab it. Fenwick's is incredible. I think that's a rye. It is great. And I can't find it anywhere. My dad bought me a bottle. No, I can't find it. Uh, Boiler Bugle, looking forward to it. Boiler Dowd, I like the research stuff. Okay, good, good. I I don't get a lot of views on that stuff, but it. I, I hope I can get it published or printed or whatever you want to call it in the can. I hope I can get it uh, put out there before Friday. Gregor Henney, Michter's, excellent, thanks. M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S, yep, that's spelled correctly. So, okay, now that's it for real. Thank you for... Tuning in to a post game with me, uh, Purdue handles terms, terps. Purdue handles the terps. Handle the terps. 
uh, and they're 13 to one. We'll talk to you after the Illinois game, if not before. Like I said, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the um, uh, for this research piece I got coming up. Hopefully, it's fun to listen to, watch to. It has some of my theory, has packed backed up by some stats, by some dollar stuff. Um, it's gonna be good. I think it'll be good. I haven't I haven't recorded a minute of it, but I've done like I said, pages of notes. So hope you like it. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Purdue is 13-1, and they're number one. They're still number one. Talk to you soon.